What's up, Primers, and welcome to this special edition of DC Primetime. Uh, of course, I am Ben Beck, joined by... I'm Rob Martin from <laughs> Captain Cooksted Pods, also on Next Level. Uh, and we've been, you know, we've been teasing this for a little while, and it just turns out that we were going to tack this onto the podcast at the end of our next podcast, but our guest, Mr. Teddy Sears, was so gracious with his time that we got like a good like 46, 47 minutes of yeah. We were supposed to have like under thirty, so. Yeah, we, we just kept going, so we, we do hope you guys enjoy this quite a bit. But, yeah, because we uh, had a last recording. Yeah, yeah. But I know you, you ran into a little technical glitch in the beginning of uh, <laughs> did. of the interview. My, we're, we're doing this for two reasons. One, we wanted to introduce this since it is going to stand alone uh, with the rest of our, our recordings. Um, but my entire intro of him and his praise of my intro all got cut off. <laughs> completely on the audio the first bit of audio we have is him saying and thanks for having me so i i did this whole great intro and then he came in and he praised like the the build-up of the intro and how great it was and i lost it all i didn't get any of it so you have to take my you have to take my word for it Uh, and we got a preface too there's actually a fourth voice on uh this episode to adam from the showcast spotlight that ben also does uh that's uh, his co-host on that show um but he is joining us for at least the first 15 minutes of yeah. the interview, and then he he does have to jump off the call. You'll hear him when he brings it up real quick. He'll, he'll jump in. But uh, you, if you hear a third voice that you're not sure who it is and you know it's not Teddy Sears, you know who that is. Yeah, we didn't so. get to talk when we had Teddy on the showcast a couple weeks ago. We didn't really get to talk in depth about The Flash. So Adam wanted to come on and basically just be a background voice, chime in from time to time. Rob and I took control. We were the heads of the interview. But he just wanted to kind of just take a back seat for a little bit and, and listen to the conversation and chime in from time to time. So, uh, you know, so thanks to Adam for, for coming on for that, too. But we we were so looking forward to this, and it did not disappoint at all. And I have to say publicly to all of our listeners, I've done many of these interviews. Rob, this was your first time ever doing an interview like this. And uh, first off, before I ask how do you feel about it, um, you did fantastic. So Well, thank you. So, yeah, I know this was uh, this was like I said, I've done a lot of interviews with a lot of uh, smaller performers and they've all been in person where I've done stuff for the cast of pods. If you've been on Caffeine Crew in the past and found us this way, um, you've probably heard me do some bits in the past with uh, just performers at shows I've been at. And I usually always like to promote like a lot of the smaller guys. So this was like the first time I've got to do anything with an actor on Teddy's caliber. Uh, so this was a an amazing experience like this year has like, well, actually 2016 and this year have been this awesome experiences getting to do my first panel at a con with Ben and now doing this. So we can only go up. So yeah. this is a, this is a good feeling. It's a damn so, good feeling. So, I mean, just to preface the interview a little bit, we talk a lot, obviously about the flash and his time as zoom and Jay Garrick. Uh, but there's some really cool, insightful other stuff that came out of this conversation too, that we hope you guys really, really enjoy. Uh, but we're not going to take any more of your time. We just wanted to give you this quick introduction, uh, and we're going to go right into the interview. Thanks, you guys, for listening, and um, we we hope you guys enjoy this. Yeah, please do. And uh, we got another announcement coming on this coming week's episode, so we'll record that this weekend. So. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, sit back, relax, uh, and enjoy this uh, this interview with Teddy Sears. Peace. 
right off the bat, I mean, because obviously 24 Legacy is happening right now. So, and yeah. we want to help you promote it in any way possible. So we can spend a couple minutes on that. Yeah, but sure. Thanks. I, I just want a huge congratulations. The show seems to be a hit. And as I mentioned, Rob's, a, Rob's hooked on it now. I'm hooked on it now. The show's fucking cool. awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I, I think last night, I just didn't prep for tonight. I was like, oh, I'll watch the, I'll check out the pilot. And uh, yeah. yeah, before I knew it, uh, you know, the third episode wrapped, and I'm like, what do you mean? I don't have another episode to go to right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you, Barry. Well, that's the that's the, the, the mark of doing something right, you know? Like, when you're left at the end of an episode, and, and you just, you just, you want the next one. It's funny, man. We're, we're all, I mean, I'm, I'm like this. I'm so used to having the next one available at your fingertips, right? It's sort of, you know, you got the sort of the Netflix model of everything available all at once, and then the, the traditional model where it's like, fuck, I got to wait another week, you know? And that can work to your advantage, and it can also maybe work against you. If, if if the thing sort of loses its bloom and you lose steam after seven days, but the fact that, um, yeah, I don't know. Listen, I, I don't pay attention to, to, to viewers or uh, numbers or anything like that. I, I, I'm hearing that, you, like you said, it's, it's, it's gone over really well. Uh, hopefully we just get people to keep coming back week after week. The stories that are going to unfold, you know, listen, I'm, I'm talking to you from Atlanta. We wrap up episode 12 our final episode here in three days uh saturday night so so two yeah two more full days saturday night so you know uh, we're at the end here i know exactly how it's going to unfold i couldn't be more excited for all the stuff that we have coming down the pike on the show so yeah man thank you for the kind words and hopefully we can just keep the steam going uh i'm definitely excited to see it all unfold yeah so so how does it end teddy since you're at the end so does it end at midnight then like this season um because it's technically real time right still that is that is technically yes that would be technically real time and it is 12 episodes but it's still called 24 so we can expect (laughs) to you know to uh, live up to that they probably skip they probably skip their lunch break it's like it's the dumbest thing in the world you know i can't Spill the beans, but yeah, yeah man, we'll, we're we're gonna we're gonna make it whole by the end of this thing. Well, they take an hour lunch every once in a while, so it'll probably stay <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's that's always the, is like the you know, can we like can I finally have a cup of coffee in this scene, or like how about uh, you know, can we show someone coming out of a bathroom? And <laughs> in in the original twenty four, uh, John Cassar, who was one of our long time one, one of one of the the original series long time directors and directed a bunch. Of, of this run in season one said, you know, they, they used to shoot stuff like that all the time. Uh, and the network would always say, cut the fucking food. Like this, we, okay. We know what you're trying to do here. We know you're trying to satisfy the audience's sort of request for like, let's see these people do the things that normal people do. But you know, it's, it, it I guess took away from the detention. It, it's preposterous that you don't see, but I guess you have to con- assume that between episodes, because there's always like a two or three minute lag, between when one, one episode ends and the next one begins as far as the clock goes that like we've hustled to the urinal or like you know <laughs> we've scarfed down a bunch of m&ms or something and we're just we're just keeping it going i, yeah. I don't know I always thought it would be funny if, like, when it comes back from commercial, how you always have, like, it it splits the frame so that there's multiple yeah. scenes. I always thought it would be funny if one of them was just, like, somebody's feet under a stall door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, that's that's what they're doing. Um, that's funny. Lots of, like, just, yeah, like, one of the boxes, British scarfing donuts in, like, their fucking... <laughs> 
CQ commissary, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah to exactly. the kitchen, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but you know, I'm, I, I'm glad you guys really like it. So far, so good. And I'm, I'm excited to, yeah, let, let all these finally be out there. Uh, yeah. I can see why people binged on them, though. I can see why people waited. I can see why people waited, you know, through Breaking Bad. I mean, well, listen, we're not Breaking Bad, but, like, it, it's so much more satis- can be so much more satisfying to sit and just get through, like, four at a time, six at a time, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Well, anyway, so anyway. Uh, yeah. let's change gears. Obviously, it's a yep. DC podcast. Let's talk a little bit about the Flash and your time on the Flash, because yes. that that's what our listeners want to hear. And I mean, we're definitely going to encourage our listeners to check out Twenty Four anyway. But um, as I mentioned, you know, you played. You started off as Jay Garrick. Spoilers, by the yep. way. We have a spoiler full <laughs> podcast, so people should know by now. Uh, okay. You know, yep. you you came in as Jay Garrick. You played for a short time Hunter Zolomon, and then it was re- revealed that you were indeed Hunter Zolomon, a.k.a. Zoom. So yes. um, were you familiar with these characters before taking this role? I was familiar with Jay Garrick, but but not in name. I knew the Golden Age Flash. I, 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 I you know, could picture the silver kettle helmet and the, the lightning bolt striped jersey. And, you know, like I, I knew the image of Golden Age Flash, but I, I didn't know the name. When, when the writers... You know, I had auditioned and, and they said, you know, we want to give you the job. And I got on a phone call with them so they could lay out sort of how the season was going to go. They told me who I was going to be playing. And I, I thought they were, I thought they said Jason Garrett with it, or, or sorry, Jay Garrett with a T. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Who's Jay Garrett? Like, I, like that's <laughs> sort of the extent of my ignorance. Um, once I started to do some, some research, I got really, you know, excited. Uh, I was excited right off the bat, but, but, but actually seeing... I don't know. I actually digging into the mythology got me really pretty excited. Um, I knew I was going to become Hunter Zolomon slash zoom at a certain point in the season. At least that, that was according to the, to the writers, but many m- months went by between that conversation and when it, it was actually revealed in the script. And in that amount of time, I grew really attached to playing Jay. In fact, I, I was kind of hoping against hope that, um, they had changed their minds and had hired a different actor because I, you know, playing this golden age flash and I joined up with the team star labs and, and, you know, it was, it was cool. It was sort of like, you know, trying to foil the, the metahuman of the week storyline, you know, uh, was really fun. And, and just, just to think that I was going to be on the opposite side of the table, so to speak, from all the, the actors who I've become great friends with and, and, and enjoyed, you know, uh, working shoulder to shoulder with, that, that was a kind of a scary proposition. But then when it actually came and it was revealed in the script, um, it became really fun because playing the bad guy is always more fun than <laughs> playing the good guy. Yeah, that was actually something I was going to ask too. Which, which Was it yeah. more fun to play Jay or Zoom? Yeah, I mean, Zoom, Zoom was just such a, he was just such a nut. I mean, there, there, there was so much to play with you know, in regards to the guy's backstory and the sort of pseudo obsession he had with Barry Allen and this idea that, you know, that the two of them are the same, yet they like they had the same event happened to them in childhood, but one went one way because he had love and support of a, of a quasi family. And then Hunter went the other way because he sort of went into foster care and never had the, the love and support of uh, any sort of a, of a family system. And it was so, so that was sort of interesting. I mean, I always saw these, these two guys as sort of reflections of each other. Uh, and, you know, and with, with Zoom, there was a, an obsession with 
with Barry, there was an obsession with speed, obsession with being the best. And I, and I think there was uh, I, I sort of, this was my approach was that, was that he was a, he was a sociopathic megalomaniacal guy who was sort of obsessed with the gamesmanship of playing with people and toying with people and toying with their emotions, except when it came to Caitlin Snow, um, Andrew Kreisberg was always very adamant about this way that, that, he feels about her is the one thing he wasn't planning on and his love infatuation whatever with her is very real so that was a really fun thing to play and you know uh, nothing says love like capturing a girl and chaining her to your bed and your creepy ass lair on her suit right like it was sort of a whole this, this guy was misguided in so many ways so that was really 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 fun to play with and and um I'd never done anything like that, so I was just I was just hoping to mildly pull it off. Uh, and none none of those challenges were there when I was playing Jay. It was just sort of the square jawed, you know, nineteen uh, forties kind of ah shucks, um, good guy. And that's that's cool. That was really cool. It just wasn't as many layers to to mess with. But I I didn't I didn't really care. I was just having such a great time. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, um, like I said, because you are you got to play double duty on the show. Yeah. Not a lot of people in the Arrowverse, you know, get to wear two super suits. So, what was it like going through the costuming process for that? Like when you saw yourself dressed as Jay or dressed as Zoom for the very first time. It was it was pretty extraordinary. <laughs> I I had no idea how they were going to do the 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 Jay Garrick suit. You know, uh, over the years, it's it's evolved depending on sort of what run you you read in the comics you know the suit uh in new 50 i don't even know if he's in new 52 but in like you know say the jeff johns era was totally different um than the you know all flash number one which came out in 1941 right i mean it's you got the kettle helmet and you got the lightning bolt but the colors have sort of changed and you know it's i think it was his football jersey originally and now it's this sort of cool leather jacket I, anyway, I you know I had an idea, but I love how they modernized it yet yet kept it pretty uh, pretty true to the original. And the like wearing the helmet is always funny because it's kind of like wearing a hubcap. You know, it was sort of <laughs> you sort of can't. I, I couldn't help but feel. I don't know. I wasn't sure about it when when I had it in my hands until I put it on my head. I mean, there was that sort of for me a really significant scene in episode two where. Jay is reunited with his helmet and he puts it on for the first time. And there, I mean, I was just in awe. I was all in awe of the whole thing. And that's why I grew so attached to playing Jay because it just felt so special. It felt really special to the longtime Flash fans to sort of see this character come to life. And it felt really special for me to be able to do it. Uh, and I, I, I was just, you know, I don't know that, that scene, I just, I just had such a reverence for the whole thing and I didn't have to act it at all. I mean, this was really sort of feeling it, but then I put on the zoom costume and that's like, I mean, that's like going from, I don't, I don't know, wearing something that's sort of, you know, square in 1950s to like, you know, I don't know the equivalent of probably like a sort of a badass motorcycle jacket. It's like, you know, I don't know, like unleash the dark side, man. And, and uh, the craftsmanship that they put into both suits is pretty unbelievable, but the zoom suit, that thing was so intricate and so, um, I don't know, just so, just so goddamn cool, man. Um, uh, and it was kind of like once I put that suit, I didn't see that suit, by the way, until I got to do Zoom, which was episode, I don't know, let's call it 13. So we're looking at more than half of the episodes are done, and I finally got to see it. And then my attachment to Jay slowly 
slowly went away uh, very quickly, actually. And and um, yeah, yeah. And then I just I just didn't want to take it off. Yeah, it's, so I it's think, kind of like going from like uh, playing Luke Skywalker and say, hey, by the way, if you want to play Darth Vader, you're like, I'm <laughs> sure, do it up. Yeah, well, it, it, exactly. I was trying to I was trying to come up with something where it's like it's such a you know. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a great analogy. Someone kind of squeaky clean and wearing you know, the brighter, the whiter colors, and then you have to, exactly, you go to the other end of the spectrum. And it's only when you, I put the costume on and, uh, and, and did all that, that, you know, that you can sort of let all that stuff inform your behavior as an actor, which sounds very actory, but it's kind of true. Little things like that, like the boots and, uh, you know, the way you, you, you feel in this suit, you just, it just brings stuff out of you. And that's sort of what, what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Zoom uh, costume is probably my favorite, uh, like of any of the DC TV shows that we've seen. Just because it's, uh, I mean, maybe it's a, a lot of it's probably the mask. I mean, the mask is just so cool how they kind of have it put together. I got, and plus I got to imagine that probably took forever to put on. The ma- it's funny. I went and got, um, I got sort of, yeah, I went to a, like a like a prop house is the wrong idea but a place where they just they do that they do monster masks and costumes in vancouver which is where we shot the show uh and they molded it more or less to my face and i don't know the material it was very um it's very soft it was sort of spongy and it actually went on and off really easily there was a zipper up the back almost to the top crown of the head but not not quite so i just you sort of got into it you definitely did. You went into it face first, and you closed the flaps around the back of your head, and then you zipped the thing down, and it tucked into the collar of the costume and zipped the costume up in the front, and then you were good to go. So it was actually fairly easy to get in and out of. There, there just, there just weren't any nose holes, so you you were a mouth breather in that. <laughs> and uh, the guy who did all the stunts, Ryan Handley, I mean, he did all the heavy lifting. He, I wish I could say that I was the guy in that mask flipping, you know, uh, Grant around. But, you know, it was Grant's stunt guy, guy getting flipped around. It was only until it was just about time to pull that mask off that I stepped in and, and you know, and did that. So even though it fit me really well, I didn't spend hours on end in it. And uh, I, I wish I could say I did, but I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was actually one of the questions I was going to have for you is, is, was it you in the suit the the whole time or was it pretty much until the reveal that jay was or hunter was zoom uh and you, you yes just it, and it. And it, yeah <laughs> it was ryan you know i i wanted to i wanted to be the one to do it there was though every time you put that mask on uh it's a couple things like they, they had to black out around the eyes and they had to black out around the mouth and in the teeth so on the one hand, you're talking about sort of a time thing and the amount of time it takes to get into it, uh, especially if you're taking the mask on and off, as I was doing. I just could never be the guy in the mask doing the stuff because, you know, we don't have that amount of time to put the makeup on and off. But more to the point, I, I think they wanted it to be another guy, my same sort of height and build, who, who just is trained to do the, the harder stuff, you know, and I'm, uh, the, the stunt work. And that that was never me. So I think in in the interest of time and you know ability, they they went with a, they went with a, a local guy and and uh, and then of course Tony Todd did the voice. So it listen it was like three of us came together to really craft that character. And it's yeah. it's not mine so much as it is all all, all three of ours. Yeah. So when you were on hey, ben, set and you ben, were sorry, and, I gotta I'm gonna out. hop off real quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I just want to say thanks for having me, Teddy. Good talking to you again, man. Absolutely, man. I'm so sorry that I uh, 
I can't. Oh, no. No worries. I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point on yeah, either yeah, podcast. So. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys. Okay. Okay, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned Tony Todd too, and I'm I'm curious, uh, <laughs> just for fun, when you you know when you had the mask on and you were you know speaking your lines of dialogue, obviously there's there's the post production voiceover of Tony Todd's voice. Did you kind of pretend to be Tony Todd for a little bit? <laughs> oh God, I did my I did my best, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but I, I wasn't even gonna try to to get close because you know it was all, it was kind of embarrassing. Like really, there, there's only one Tony. Uh, I just, yeah, like I tried to drop my voice and stuff, but I, I, I don't have the, I don't have what he has. No one does, um, but I certainly don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would imagine it would probably kind of be fun just to, just at least give it a shot, at, like in one scene, just to see how you could, if you could pull it off. Yeah, there was a really, there were, uh, and I, I got to preface all this by saying I didn't watch season two. Um, there were, there was a clip or two that would kind of come my way. I'd see him on Instagram or someone would send me something. And so I wasn't completely oblivious, but there was one that I watched that I was, I was very happy with. And it's, it's, I think it's the first time, I think it's the first time that Flash pulls off Zoom's cowl. And there's this sort of discussion about the two of them being, I don't know, very, very similar people. Um, and I, it, that's when I said, you can't lock up the darkness. And he said, what? And then I, and then I say it again, but Tony Todd's voice comes in and the eyes go black and then, you know, zoom runs out of there. Um, I did my best to like get low, like, like Tony Todd, <laughs> like basically every once in a while I would knowing that was going to be sort of Tony's VO. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I, I was always just trying to hold it together, man. Um, you know, <laughs> especially in moments like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's, it's when we had you on the showcast. You know, you had mentioned that uh, you know having Tony Todd or like a voice box that would do Tony Todd's voice, and there was part of me that was almost kind of hoping that you you did it this time. And I, I don't think it exists. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, that would actually be if you like. You could pitch that to Tony. Like Tony, how about this? How about you know? I don't know. Like for like a novelty gift. Like you, you know, we just someone says something and it comes out the other end of this modulator. In the Zoom voice, yeah, and that would be kind of that would be kind of badass. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I know that you know. Obviously, you're not on the show as of yet, but with, with everything with the multiverse that that show has, there's definitely opportunities yeah. for you to return uh, at some point. Yes. I know, you know, I think later on this season, Robbie Amell's coming back, Rick Cosnett's coming back. So I'm waiting for the day that you get the call so we can say, you know, Teddy Sears is coming back as, really? as well. Robbie's coming back? Yeah, Robbie's, Rick's coming back? Robbie and Rick yeah. are both coming back. <clears throat> I mean, guys, Flash, Flash people. What are you waiting? For? <laughs> I'm right here. You See, got you know, my number. You know what it well, is. Hunter Zolomon's still around on Earth One, so well, yeah. no, you're 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 absolutely right. I mean, that and that's that's a whole thing that, that well, they could have incorporated that into Flashpoint, but I, there's so many stories to satisfy. And I watched the first three episodes, and I once I saw them, I realized like, yeah, there's really no room for you know a a C D character storyline when you have you know Barry trying to. I don't know, trying to do all this stuff with his timeline. But I think it's pretty ripe. I mean, we, we only saw Hunter Zolomon, Earth One, sitting under a tree, reading a book in the park. And, the, and, you know, that's when Jay tells Caitlin and shows Caitlin, that's my Earth One doppelganger. His name's Hunter Zolomon. So we know Earth Two Hunter Zolomon is Zoom. 
and we know that he has since become Black Flash. And it was actually you who told me that Black Flash made an appearance yeah. on Legends. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until you told me that a few weeks back. So. Uh, and he, he was animated, right? Or he was this He was CG, CG. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think, well, I don't know if it was after that or before that. Uh, no, it was before that. I reached out to him and just reiterated my interest um, in in doing anything Black Flash related and not knowing that they had this already cooked up. Um, and that, that still stands. I mean, if, if he remains a CG character, then, then so be it. But certainly Earth-1 Hunter Solomon, even if it's a cameo, like what I was hoping is that like the Tom Cavanaugh-directed episode, by, that he would include me like, I don't know, like, I don't know. There's a chase, and all of a sudden, it's like, where did he go? And then Hunter Zalman, who's having a coffee, is like, he went that way. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of easy to insert him at some point. But yeah, yeah um, I'm, you know, I, I, I hope so. I would, I would love it. I would really, really love it. And then, like you said, with the multiverse, there's lots of options, and and hopefully, uh, they can they can find a way that it, that it makes sense and work it in. Well, I, I yeah. think I figured. Sorry, Rob. Um, oh, you're fine. I just wanted to say real quick. I figured out what it is. We talked about this when you came on the showcast, and we found out that, uh, you know, I moderated the panel with Rick and Robbie in Atlanta, which you were supposed yeah. to be at. Yes. Um, and you know, we had called that panel previously on the Flash. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, those you would have been on that panel had you. You know, had, yeah. had you made it, um, and see now we're finding out what the rep, you know, what the um, the percussions, the repercussions are of not being on that panel. Is now Robbie and Rick are back on the show and you're not. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I I effed it up royally, yeah, not knowing it. <laughs> Hopefully not. Ho- hopefully the, the the damage can still be repaired. Well, like I said, Black Flash hasn't spoken yet. So we, we've only seen him, there's been a couple of grunts and groans, and it's on, on Legends. And we did hear he's coming back on Legends and Flash this season. So there's still plenty of time. So there, Well, and particularly because they shoot until the middle of April, and I'm done in two days. Yeah. And I, I, I let them know my availability, you know, should they want to do something about it. And nothing's happened yet, but that would certainly be, schedule-wise, something that I, I would only now be able to, to, to start to realistically pull off. So, yeah, man, I, I'm hopeful. Um, but, yeah, there's been radio silence. So, well, you know, ho- hopefully that will change. Well, well I mean, you know, we saw Matt Ryan had his stint as Constantine on NBC. And yeah. then his show got canceled. But the fan outcry was so good that they brought him back for an episode of Arrow. Uh, yeah. And, and re- most recently he did Justice League Dark. He actually voiced the character of Constantine in the animated film. Oh, cool. I don't know if you've done much voiceover work, if you've ever done any, but if they were to do maybe like a Justice Society DC animated yeah. film, would you be yeah. willing to do Jay Garrick? Oh my God, 100%. And <laughs> I, I've, definitely, I've definitely done some voiceover stuff. I've never done anything um, animated. I've auditioned quite a few times for various projects over the years. But, you know, listen, anything from commercial voiceover to... Narr- I've done some narration for TV shows and... Um, but I don't know, like sports videos and stuff. Uh, but I uh, mean, I would, I would, I would jump, I would jump at the chance. Uh, now I don't know the fans though. They they might, they might not accept me as a Jay Garrick. They would probably want John Wesley Ship. But if they, you know, the true Jay Garrick. But if they wanted, uh, if they wanted me, if there were a world where it could happen, I, I would. I mean, I would love to do that stuff. It's it would just be so much fun to continue being a part of this world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, outside of, like I said, since you've played, you know, Zoom and Jay, is there any other comic characters that are kind of, like, on your bucket list that you would love to play one day? God, that's a that's a really good question. Um, you know what's funny, man? I The comic stuff that I've been finding that I, I really gravitate towards, and, I, and I'll say this, I, I would still really love to to play or have some part in, in Black Flash, whatever that looks like, because it just feels like a natural progression. If they want Tony's voice, they want Tony's voice. But if I can do it, I would love to do it. Um, the, but the comic stuff that I've really gotten into since The Flash it has been all of the, the early 50s EC comic stuff, the weird science, the weird fantasy, the, you know, I don't know, all, like all of that pre-code horror and sci-fi stuff. So that, that's, not, I, but I can't think of a particular villain or, yeah, or, or, or baddie or something like that. Yeah. Um, that uh yeah that's sort of I'm, I'm like i'm dating myself but some for some reason i just love that really early 50s off the wall like you know very colorful very wacky ec stuff oh yeah i mean like it was kind of funny because even when uh dc rebooted after the new 52 when they did rebirth right beforehand yep. they went back and touched swamp thing again and they actually took it back to that kind of 50s 60s horror like vibe like it was that very heavy body horror from that time frame so it's showing that they're still willing to do a lot of those things and play with a lot of old styles of comics in today's settings so but you're starting to see that starting to kind of leak back in especially in the indie scene so i mean yeah i think it's it's kind of it's kind of endless interesting yeah yeah i mean i've started i've started sort of becoming a, a bit of a a mad collector, not crazy, but I'm, I, I just, it's just something really fun about chasing some of these elusive books that are, I mean, they're just gorgeous, right? Like for me, like the cover art just blows me away. Some of these, I mean, I, I don't know, Wally Wood and Franzetta and I mean, whatever came out of like the Bill Gaines factory, Feldstein, like these guys really, really blow me away. And, and, and you know, there's just these great iconic stories and books and i look at them like like i don't know like pieces of art even though they're pieces of american history too um i i've like really become sort of deeply excited about this world of comics this, this way of telling stories and and i couldn't have predicted any of this stuff when i was doing i mean the flash was a job to me it was exciting i know the show had done really well and i was excited about the outline of the character they gave me but i didn't anticipate how um it would really get its sort of hooks in me and um now i just i'm just so i feel like so grateful that i that i was able to sort of be a part of this world which is probably why i want to continue in some capacity um even though i'm you know property of 20th century fox tv (laughs) for 24 (laughs) legacy but you know i i i absolutely have my eyes are open to any and all opportunities you know that that come around i just think this stuff is is so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I know Rob had found something in his research when he was researching you that I, I didn't know about, uh, yeah. uh Rob, I'll, I'll let you t- take this one. Cause this is all you. So I, I, I was hunting around a little bit. And, uh, when I was kind of looking up some of the things you've done in the past, obviously, uh, when I kind of came across this, I was like, so Zoom and Jay were not your first uh, foray into to playing a DC character. So back in 2005, when yeah. David Letterman, it looked like yeah. you uh, actually appeared as Batman. So I did. I know that that's true. So 
to back it up a little a little further, there was a show on at the time. It was a Stephen Bochco show called Blind Justice, and it went for thirteen episodes. Ron Eldard, a great actor, he played a he played a blind New York City detective, I think. And Letterman thought it was so funny this this idea of of like a blind detective solving crimes that that he was you know I, I think the, the mad mind of David Letterman took it to eleven, and there was a series of sketches that I was very lucky to get hired. Um, to play the Ron Eldard part of this blind detective who's like, you know, he's like arresting a lamp and he's like, you know, he's like pursuing a suspect. He jumps in a cop car and he like, you know, <laughs> drives in the, like on the sidewalk and like runs over the fucking guy selling handbags. And, you know, it was like they, they did a series of these, <laughs> these bits and God, and like, which I have on an old VHS tape that I should probably put online i just i don't know um uh and so yeah then they you know they they knew me over there and they were like you know we the the dark knight was coming out and they they thought it would be really funny to do a series of sketches as as batman this guy who has no powers like you know he puts a suit on but like he doesn't fly you know he's got a utility belt but like that's he doesn't he doesn't do much and they were like let's play with this idea so you know like i don't know and i i, I we shot probably four or five i think pretty sure they only aired one uh, and the one I can remember is so, stu- it's so stupid, which is why I love Letterman, because it was just sort of so stupid and silly. Uh, you know, like Batman's on the roof and he, you know, he sees some crime happening down below and he, he you know, he shoots his wings out and he jumps off the building. And, you know, they they replace me up on the on the roof with a dummy, who you know, and the dummy comes crashing down to earth and, you know, he, like lands face forward on the sidewalk and dies. You know, it's like Batman, <laughs> this is the, the whole riff on you're like, you know, this dude doesn't know how to fly. Uh, it's just a, he's not a superhero. So, yeah, I did, I, did a, I did a few of those. It was really, it was, I mean, I'm like, you know, and I'm like 6'4", and then, you know, put the suit on, and, you know, I don't know. So they thought that I, I guess I sort of cut the, cut the shape of, of the character, and it was really fun. It was really silly. I'm not really sure what happened, but they sort of petered out, and I, uh, yeah, and then I was off looking for another job, which is how it goes. <laughs> I, I should I should unearth these, man. I really should. I, I they're like in a plastic keeper in my apartment that I should just need. To, I just need to fish out and like get them online or something. Yeah, because I know Rob, I'd love to see it. Yeah, because yeah. Rob and I, I think both tried to find them online before this interview, and we couldn't find them anywhere. No, they're they're not. In fact, so. This was this was 2005, and there was no HDTV yet, but they were beginning the transition. I remember outside of the late show, there was a trailer. Like, you know, they had a trailer that they just put on the street, and they were beginning to make this transition. And I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know how any of that w- was happening. But I remember, I also did a bit on Conan, and like that was sort of the, the joke is that they were switching from, you know, the regular definition, high definition, and in high definition you're going to see things that you didn't even know were there. And it was like, <laughs> this is one I should probably find because I have it also on a, on a videotape and put online. Conan is an interview with Conan and Brad Pitt when Brad Pitt was promoting um, Troy, I think. And that was sort of like, here's what the interview looks like in, in like regular definition. And they show the interview, a clip of it. And here's what it looks like in, in like, <laughs> you know, in super high definition. And, Conan has, it's the same interview with the same voiceover. Conan has been replaced by like a really schlubby balding guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I just blew it. Brad Pitt has been replaced by a really schlubby balding guy. And 
Conan is me with my shirt off in like a fake orange wig. <laughs> flexing. And, and I remember like we went to the stage. We did it. They, they, they voiced it. They were piping over the audio and we had to just sync up our lips with the, you know, like doing ADR with the audio. And I don't know, it was so dumb, but I have that one too. And anyway, so that was the sort of the, the time. And then when I went to Late Show later and I emailed them, I was like, hey, you know, I'd love to get a clip of, of this. And they said, you know what, we, um, we don't give out individual clips and there's something ha- happening with it, this HD transition. So I don't even know if it's whatever. It was a bunch of excuses. So yeah. I, I'm left with like a very crappy copy that my dad recorded like on the, on the VCR at home uh in maryland and then he mailed it to me so uh if you guys have any like video wizard friends and you know I'd no i'm kidding that. but yeah i can i need to take care of that i clearly need to do something with it so well no now was a, now's a great time to go back to conan and pitches like so this is i can get be a 4k conan now so well i you know it's funny <laughs> I, I i i always wondered like you know i wonder if i'll ever get interviewed by these guys like as a guest and if so I, I'm sure they could find it in their archives, you know, like I, I'm in Letterman, of course, now is off the air and, and uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not the, I've never been the star of a show, so I don't see myself doing that anytime soon, but, but that would be the way to do it too. Like if there's ever like, Oh, I'm a guest on the show tonight. You know, I was, I was on your show 12 years ago and then they could find the footage and, and, you know, rerun it or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know we're running towards the end of our time with you, um, but we submitted. Oh, let's go another like five or ten minutes. All right, cool. Well, yeah. good, perfect. That, that that gives us the opportunity to do this. Uh, we posed uh, a posting out there on social media for some of our listeners to ask some questions, and actually, a good majority of them that were asked, we got to over the course of the conversation. Cool. Uh, but one of the ones that I wanted to bring up to you because I thought it was actually a good question, and it's more about like personal life rather than show business. Uh, is uh, one of our listeners was curious, like, what kind of music are you into now? Like, what kind of stuff are you currently listening to? Oh, wow. You know, I've never been asked that in my life. Um, I, man, I run the gamut big time. It's, and I, uh, I love 90s hip hop. Like, I'm just really into that, you know, I don't know. And like, even like late 80s, but like 87 to 90. Five, basically like when I was in high school, I was in high school, 91 to 95, you know, fall of 91 to spring of 95. Yeah. Um, so all the music that was on at that time has a lot of significance for me. Then uh, I love the Grateful Dead. And I know those two don't square each other, but I've seen <laughs> a, like when Jerry Garcia was alive, I went to 10 different shows. Every time they came through Washington, D.C. from 1991 to 1995, whether it was a summer or a winter show, I went. I went with friends. I went to the, you know, the 50th anniversary show in Chicago, um, summer of 2015. The the last like the farewell three concerts. I, I'm so I love that kind of music, man. And then I love like, you know, I love that like no shoes radio type of Kenny Chesney, Jimmy Buffett, the like, you know, uh, that sort of that that sort of beachy kind of you know I don't know. <laughs> like, like maybe there's a corona involved yeah know? i was just gonna say yeah. like cooler and, on the beach and yeah like cooler on the beach man do i love great reggae dub reggae and uh and 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 i love like 90s radio because again that was like my high school was also this sort of alternative thing happening with nirvana and Soundgarden and stone temple pilots and you know and foo fighters and and, and it was it, it was yeah man i don't know Weezer, like the Weezer <laughs> Blue album, blows me away. I just named, I'm, you know, 
a shit ton of <laughs> different kinds of music. And, um, and I, I get down with all of them. And depending on what I'm working on, like, you know, like this particular job, I'm listening to, you know, like a lot of Toby Keith. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, he, I think he's that kind of guy. You know, I think he's like, you know, he's like very fucking patriotic and, um, and, you know, very like simple and like in sort of like an essential kind of way, what matters most you know, family, job, your word, stuff like that. So, you know, that, that stuff helps inform what I'm working on too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way. Like my music tastes run the gambit. Like you, you mentioned Grateful Dead. I'm the same way with Dave Matthews. Anytime Dave Matthews yeah. band comes to town, I've seen Dave Matthews band 27 times. I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, so I know what you're talking about when you talk about seeing Grateful Dead like 10 times. And, but I mean, like yeah. in the, in the summertime when I can put the windows down, I tend to listen to a lot yeah. of country and, Sure. You know, it, it depends yeah. on the moods change and sort of the music yes. taste. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I will, I will say sort of one Dave Matthews related story. Like I saw Dave Matthews in, um, in the winter of 94, like, uh, yeah. So I was a senior in high school and it was just before New Year's Eve. And I remember, you know, like we had, we were, our friends were, we were like passing around that remember two things disc, um, and uh, I was like, oh, this guy's great. So, we, you know, we saw him. And this was at an auditorium at a college. Like, you know, we walked right down to the floor. I mean, people liked him, but it wasn't – he was not selling out arenas. Um, I was going to say 94. You're going back to the beginning of Dave at that point. This is really this is early beginning. You know, and he was playing every Tuesday night in Charlottesville, Virginia, at tracks. And this would have been – I went to University of Virginia my sophomore year. So, like – you know, the, uh, the second album that had come out by, but anyway, I love Dave Matthews too. And there was, there's a song lying our graves, great mm-hmm. Dave Matthews song that for me, it was probably the most pivotal life changing song because it, I was in, I just graduated from college and I was working in Hawaii. I was working. I've always wanted to like move to Hawaii and work on a snorkeling blo- a boat. You like, you talk about, you know, wanting to have a, you know, the windows down and like, I was convinced I was like, I am moving to Hawaii and I'm never coming back. I was 22 years old, bound and determined that this was the way that I was going to, all my friends were going to go to New York city. They were going to work for these fucking stupid companies. And I was going to, I was not going to play that game. And, you know, I learned pretty early on that I, that it wasn't for me. I was really restless. I, you know, I, there was not much going on. I was used to sort of a very structured life and I got to Hawaii and it was really much like whatever, you know, I got a job on a snorkeling boat. Um, but this whole thing ties into the, that, that song, you know, like the lyrics, you know, lie in our graves. I can't believe that we would lie in our graves. Um, uh, wondering what's, uh, if we spent our living days well, I can't believe that we would lie in our graves, uh, wondering about things that we might've been. And, you know, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because just this notion of like, just go for it, man. You know, like, do you, do you want to look back? Yeah. And and wonder if you lived your life. I mean, if you really go out and live it, you're, you're never wondering that because because, you know, because it takes a lot of bravery, you know, and it, and it takes being bold to say, I'm going to do this. I have no idea this is going to be successful. I have no idea this idea I have is 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 going to get me anywhere. But that was me choosing to move to Hawaii when it was basically going against the current of mm-hmm. what all of my friends and all of my what everyone just did. And, you know, that decision, it's funny. Um, I just, it just filled me up with sort of, sort of so much excitement and pride. And, you know, I was sort of, 
I was charting my own course, man. Um, and Hawaii led me to New York City. New York City led me to getting my first acting job. Getting my first acting job led me to talking to you guys, like, I don't know how many years later, 16 years later. And I couldn't be sort of more proud of a song like that, like Dave Matthews. And this is a really long answer. I know we're sort of going, going over here. But just, just the power of music, the power of lyrics, you know, getting in your veins at a certain time of your life, like it did to, to mine, has made every fucking difference in the world. And so I'm glad you brought up Dave Matthews. I would not have um, remembered that until uh, until you brought it up. Well, I'm I'm glad we could bring back that memory to you. And I can honestly yeah. say right now that uh, you know through through the podcasting and everything, and through conventions and things like that, I've had an opportunity to meet and talk to so many people. Uh, but just the fact that you were able to quote lyrics to a song like <laughs> that, which is it's not a it's not a radio popular song. I mean, that's a song that no. you'd only know if you're a fan. Um, yeah, and just yeah. the fact that you you were able to tell that story and quote those lyrics, man, you are one of my new favorite people. <laughs> Seriously. Oh <laughs> uh, well, well, thank you. No, no, it's it's, but it's it's you know, I'm I'm glad you mentioned. I mean, Dave Matthews because he was coming. How how old are you, Ben? I am uh, actually thirty. I'm thirty seven. You're thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, I'm turning. I'm thirty nine. All right. So, it, Dave Matthews was, you know, coming into into his prime when. When, you know, we were at that age when, like, shit was going down. We were getting into relationships for the first time. We were sort of moving away from home for the first time. We were, you know, and so, uh, anyway, yes, uh, I, you know, there's there's a significance to, to his music um, and the spirit of that music that, that timed really nicely with where I was. Uh, same with you in your life. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, it's no wonder that, that, that landed with both of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um one final question before we let you go. Yeah. This is this is going to kind of tie it back into 24 again. Uh, yeah. And this is just something I thought of, just a goofy question off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, CTU, Central Terrorist Unit, becomes CMU, Central Metahuman Unit. <laughs> Who outsmarts the other one, Keith Mullins or Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just about. So CTU... Uh, stands for counter-terrorism. Oh, counter-terrorism. Right? Yeah, sorry. But, but, no, but, you know, counter-terrorism, but it also works counter-metahuman because you are countering the metahumans, Yes. Right? Well, both have the worst fucking security in the world. I have to say that. <laughs> um, That's the uh, truth. Yeah. And, uh, so, <clears throat> but, I mean, Zoom would so quickly smash Keith Mullins <laughs> it, because, you know, <laughs> Mullins has just been handed the reins or sort of the you know, he sort of co-reigns it with the Miranda Otto's character, you know, that, that these guys are just, they're like, you know, rolling out sort of the, the protocol and what they think they should do. But, you know, they're just, they're just doing one, they're putting one foot in front of the other, trying their best to, you know, to sort of rein in the threat. Zoom, <laughs> like, you remember when Zoom went into the police department and like, boom, everyone's just fucking dead. Yeah. You know, like, boom, oh, yeah. everyone's just that would kind of be the same. That would be the same thing. Like, Zoom would be like, these fucking amateurs. And we're just like, you know, necks would be snapped. And he, all he would be left with was the Jumbotron. And he'd probably hook up his, you know, Nintendo and play fucking Mario Kart or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, all right, I'm bored. Like, now what? <laughs> I don't know. That's probably my wacky answer to your wacky question. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's exactly what it we were looking for. So, good, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we don't want to hold you up much, to, uh, you know, any longer than we already have. Uh, Teddy, thank you so no, this, much. This, dude, this is it's great fun. I mean, you know, listen, forty-five minutes has flown by, and and clearly, it's something that we both enjoy um, doing. So uh, maybe they'll let's let's do this. Let's earmark like if 
I can be lucky enough to get back and do more episodes. And if any of your fans, you know, have any interest in seeing that, I, I don't know what, what you do. I guess you tweet or you, you plaster the, the, the flash Facebook page with, Hey, we, we want this to happen. Whatever you guys can do about that. That would be awesome. And then we can talk if there's ever a part two for me on flash and we can, we can have a, you know, we can have a postmortem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll definitely get our fans oh, yeah, to, to tweet yeah. and and everything they awesome. can on social media to make this happen. Thank you. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, but in the meantime, you know, 24 Legacy is awesome. If our fans, if our primers haven't listened to it yet uh, or haven't watched it yet, Mondays, 8 o'clock, uh, definitely check it out because the this, this show is amazing. So, again, congratulations yeah. on the success of that, too. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, I cannot wait until Monday. Thanks very much. So. And in true, in true 24 form... You know, just when you think you can't get any crazier, uh, the other shoe drops. And so I know we're at episode three, episode four is uh, Monday. It just keeps going from there. So um, if you like it so far, I think you're really going to like it uh, as, we, as we roll along. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Adam, who dropped out a little earlier, but for him coming on. Uh, and, of course, for myself and Rob. Teddy, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, thanks, Ben. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me, guys. So, oh, dude, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, all right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace.